Next question comes, how do you assign electrons to atoms? Like, do they go in random or is there an order? Well, there's absolutely an order. All right. Um, back in the days of Bohr, which we talked about in chapter six, part one, uh, Bohr saw that the energy of the different uh, places where electrons go is basically has just an N dependence. He saw that energy equals minus RHC times one over N squared. H is Planck's constant. C is the speed of light. R is the Rydberg constant, which you don't have to know slash memorize, but it is a constant. So on all of those, the energy really just has an N dependence, and that worked great for hydrogen and the helium plus one ion. But when you have more than one electron, or more than one electron, Bohr's rule doesn't work very well. And it's basically safe to say that when you have more than one electron, the energy depends not on just N, but on N and L. So the so-called N plus L rule is just the fancy version of what Bohr did. And instead of having just an N dependence, there's actually an N plus L dependence. So we're going to be using a lot the SPDF letters and using those letters to find the L rule. If we add the L to the N value, the lower N plus L will be filled in first and the higher N plus L will be filled in last. The picture on the left there shows what happens when you have like just a hydrogen atom. And because in a single electron atom, the energy depends just on N, you can see that 1s would be filled in first, and then 2s and 2p would be filled in essentially at the same time. There's no preference. And all the threes would be after that and the fours and stuff like that. But once you have more than one electron, that's when you need the N plus L rule. And the N plus L rule is pretty important. All right, because this is what scientists, what chemists use to tell the order of electrons in an atom. And you can actually go through and figure out the N plus L values and go from lowest to highest, or there's other ways to do it. We'll talk about here in a little bit. But in current theory, the N plus L rule works really well for assigning electrons to atoms. If you do have two values of N plus L that are the same, for and we'll see examples of this. All right, so for example, um, uh, 4S and 3P are going to have the same N plus L value. The lower N is filled in first, and the higher N would be filled in last. So 3P would be filled in before 4S, and we'll see this here in a little bit. This is kind of a cool video. In a single electron atom, hydrogen, subshell energies depend only on the subshell's principal quantum numbers. In a mini electron atom, the presence of electrons in one subshell affects the energy of other subshells. Consequently, the subshells are not filled simply on the basis of the principal quantum number. The N plus L rule assumes what's called zero point energy, which is the lowest energy state possible for an atom. Um, most of the time in the real world, because of like energy from the sun or nuclear radiation or any kind of reason, um, you sometimes you have excited states, but we're going to assume that everything is behaving itself basically and pretty chill. So um, we're going to talk about then how we can predict the default energy system for the different atoms and it works out pretty well.
This is called an Aufbau diagram that we're looking at right here. Aufbau comes from a German word which means building up. And supposedly Bohr and Pauli in the 20s and stuff started figuring this out. Um, there's different ways to write Aufbau and you can do it any way you want. But what you want to do, I'll make like a cheesy one here. You start off with 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, etc, etc. Then you skip one and go up to the right and you start with the p's. So 2p, 3p, 4p. Then you skip one, go up to the right, 3d, 4d, and then the next one would be 4f. And you can keep going higher, but notice these arrows that go through it, all right? Those arrows are the configurations that you'd fill in the electrons. So this diagram obviously is better than my cheesy diagram diagram. Here's the n plus l equals 1. Now for 1s, remember l equals 0, so 1 plus 0 equals 1. 1s is always going to be the orbital filled in first. And n plus l would be 2. 2 plus l equals 0 for s would be n plus l equals 2. That's the next one to get filled in. Now both 2p and 3s have the same n plus l. If you figure it out, they're both equal to 3. Lower n filled in before higher n, so 2p gets filled in first, and then 3s. The next uh, group there is what we talked about earlier. There's 3p and 4s. They're both n plus l equals 4. Lower n before higher n, 3p before 4 4s. Now notice though that 4s in the fifth in the fifth arrow there, if you will, uh, does get filled in before 3d. And that's kind of interesting at first, but this is a result of the n plus l rule. Now, why this is important is that those arrows literally show how you fill in electrons. You're always going to fill in the 1s first, and the 2s will follow, then 2p and 3s, and 3p and 4s, etc., etc. And that's, that's really, really cool. You can use n plus l numbers to figure that out, or you can just follow the Aufbau diagram, and either way is fine. But obviously, when you're putting electrons in systems, this is where it is. Now, again, if you've dealt with these kind of things uh, before in the past in other chemistry courses, you might remember that, for example, carbon is 1s2, 2s2, 2p2. Cool. Uh, carbon is 1s2, 2s2, 2p2 because there are six electrons. The s orbitals, as we saw earlier, always hold two electrons. P's can hold up to six. So if you have six electrons total, the s's hold two. So 1s2, 2s2, and then two p's hold up to six. Carbon has only two more electrons to go so that's why it's 2p2 hopefully it's starting to like come into focus a little bit but again the goal is is we're going to have very exact uh, energy diagrams for how the electrons are placed around atoms this is going to be the next step is how do you write atomic electron configurations and earlier i said for carbon 1s 2s 2p2 if that's greek to you right now please don't worry about it what i'm referring to here is what's called spectroscopic notation sometimes called spdf and we've seen here for example the nl notation so on the lower right corner there it says 1s1 again the number is the n that's 
starts it off. The letter corresponds to L. S uh, means L equals zero, P means L equals one, etc. And the new thing now is the number of electrons, which is given a superscript. So one S one would be the electron configuration for hydrogen. Hydrogen has one electron. Remember the one in the periodic table means one proton, that's the atomic number, but in a neutral atom, one proton would have one electron. So neutral hydrogen atoms would be 1s1. If you want to go one more to a 1s2, no problem at all. 1s2 would be the electron configuration for helium. Now helium has two electrons total. 1s's can have up to two electrons. So 1s2 would be the uh, SPDF or spectroscopic notation. Now sometimes you're going to see these listed in what's called orbital box notation. This orbital box there with a one S and a square and an up and a down arrow and don't worry about the color coordination but anyway that's another way to write one S2 and notice the up and the down those correspond to the positive one half and negative one half values for M sub S spin is basically how electrons spin around either clockwise or counterclockwise um, pretty cool so one S2 would be the spectroscopic notation way of saying how what the electron configuration is for helium. On the other hand, you could have an orbital box notation. You'd have literally a box with a 1s under it and two electrons. Uh, sometimes I will just write the line under it and I'll write the arrows that look pretty cheesy, something like that, but they're all the same thing. There's going to be a reason why orbital box notation is pretty handy. This is kind of the overall view of how electrons get placed in. And in chemistry, like all the physical science, all right, it's always about the energy. So on the left-hand side, it says order of filling. That's really the energy distributions here, how we go. 1s is always the first in, 2s is next, 2p, 3s, 3p, 4s again before the 3d like we talked about earlier but then 4p 5s etc etc we're going to use these to figure out the atomic electron configurations of atoms one thing that's going to be somewhat helpful to us eventually too is to know where the blocks are on the periodic table. Now remembering that s orbitals can only hold two electrons and p orbitals can hold six and d's can hold 10 and f can hold 14. The left two columns, which for this discussion also includes helium by the way, those are called the s block elements. So 1s2, like we saw hydrogen was 1s S1 and helium was 1s2, they're filling in, those are the outer electrons of that system. So they call that the 1s region. 2s is under it, and we're going to see 3s is there. The right hand six columns, starting with uh, boron and working over to neon and basically going down, those are called the p block elements. So s is on the left. P's on the right. We're going to see the D's are in the middle and the F's are the lanthanides and actinides at the very bottom. So the actual order, the way the periodic table is configured, has a result of the electron configurations, which is kind of interesting too.